Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, as I mentioned, uh, we were talking about Jimmy Carr last week, actually, and... Um, she just ran off the text messages. A lot of support for Campbell Johnston has come in. Um, can't read them all out, but collectively, um, thank you. And I am going to pass them all on um, to Campbell. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about the possibility of me, Captain K, and Sammy going to Jimmy Carr last night. Never sort of eventuated, but halfway through the show in Karaka yesterday, I got a text from a mate of mine, Aaron, and he said, I've got a spare ticket to Jimmy Carr. Do you want to go tonight? And I said, Yes. So I did. And it's quite, it was funny. Number one, it was funny. Quite different to a show, shows that I've been to before. You walk in and there's like the Jimmy Carr, what's it called? Terribly Funny Tour, I think it's called. And he had a big sign up on the, on the screen and it said, uh, Jimmy loves crowd interaction. If you've got a joke, a heckle or a shout out, text this number. And so people did. And right at the very end of the show, in lieu of an encore, they put some of the text messages up on the uh, screen. And there were some very funny ones. Like his, his skill is the unrehearsed stuff, the crowd interactions. Um, so the people in the crowd that he picked on, not picked on, but they sort of picked, they were self-selecting. There was Nina in the front row, a Russian woman. And... Um, she was there with her partner, Lane, because he asked, he, he started by saying, are there any uh, stepfathers out there? And so people put their hands up. And of course, he can pretty much only see the front two or three rows because of the lighting. And this guy put his hand up in the front row. He goes, what's your name, Lane? Is this your part? And he goes, so you're a stepfather. I've got another name for you. Now, I can't say it on air. Um, so he picked on his partner, Nina, who was Russian. And it was very funny. And then he, he said, any vegans in the house? And so he picks on a vegan for a while. And he says, now I'm not judgmental. Any anti-vax people in the, in the building? And a woman bravely put her hand up. I only saw one hand go up. She's about three rows back. And he absolutely climbed into her with comedy. With comedy, he says, what's your job? She said, I'm a nail technician. He goes, oh, good. So he said, how much training did that take? Talked to her about how she became a nail technician. And he said, um, have you sort of thought about the people that make those vaccines, um, perhaps have studied it their whole life and that's their whole job every day, but you a nail technician says they don't know what they're talking about, about the vaccine. And he just carried on like that. I can't, he would have told, and I'm not exaggerating, in excess of 300 jokes. I would say the first 20 minutes was just rapid fire one-liners. Some of them were incredibly good. But there were so many, I can't remember them. Um, so he picked on the vegan. He had the anti-vaxxer. He had the old guy, Bernie. Whenever something appropriate about being old came up, he'd just look out and go, hey, Bernie. He had young Jacob, who had come along with his father. Jacob was 15. Now, his father knew Jimmy Carr's humour, right? And Jimmy Carr said, any teenage boys out there? <laughs> then about four hands went up, and Jacob was in the front row. And he said, what's your name, Jacob? How old are you, 15? He goes, sex education. 
um, how much has your father told you? He said, not much. He said, shame on you, Dad. And for 15 minutes, he had me in stitches. <laughs> and I, I was, the guy I went with, we were there with him and his 17-year-old son. And I wouldn't have been comfortable with him telling, asking Jack these questions and giving him these scenarios. Very funny. Very, very funny. He had a grandmother. Uh, he gave Huntley some swish. He gave New, New Plymouth some swish. And probably one clean one I can tell you was he was talking about New Zealand towns he's been to. He says, been to Christchurch, um, devastated by an earthquake. It's built up, beautiful city now. Christchurch is a beautiful city. He says, I've been to Napier, devastated by a terrible earthquake. And it's built up now and it's a beautiful city. He says, I've been to Dunedin. He says, you know what Dunedin needs? <laughs> Big earthquake. I mean, it's sort of in the moment. He probably had me in absolute fits four or five times last night, and he's he he ratchets it up with, you think, oh, I can't believe he's gone there, and then he goes a bit further, and then he goes a bit further, and then he buttons off for a while, and he takes on all the controversial, all the controversial subjects. Would I recommend you go? Yes, but be prepared. Be prepared. Don't. You can't be offended with all of the normal things because it's just comedy and it's just jokes and nothing's off limits for Jimmy Carr, but he's incredibly personable. He really cares that the audience is having a good time. And interestingly, towards the end, he said, now that's the end of the normal show, he says, but what I did this afternoon and what I like to do on the days of my show, I go into my hotel room and I write new material. So... Is it okay with you if I test the material on you? And he had written about 30 jokes yesterday afternoon before the show in no particular order, and he just started reading them out. Some of them weren't any good, and he goes, okay, cross that off the list. Some of them were absolute bell ringers. They stayed on the list. And then at the end, he put up on the screen some of the messages that people had texted into the show. I would thoroughly recommend it if you've got a slightly thick skin. If you don't want to be picked on, don't sit in the front four or five rows. If you do want engagement, chuck your hand up when he says, is, it, is there any engaged couples? Is there any whatevers in here? Grandmothers, young people. If you want to be involved, chuck your hand up early and you'll have an absolute blast. He's a talented man. He's a showman. I found him very funny um, because I know it's all just material. He doesn't mean any of it. So, Did you get your text read out? No, they didn't read my text out. Uh. I was waiting for it, um, but you could sort of, th he said some of these are the ones that have been sent in tonight and some of them are my favourites from past shows and you could tell the ones that have been sent in that night, but um, no, he didn't read mine out and I was sort of glad he didn't because he would have turned around and said, so where is Mark Lundy, you know, <laughs> because he did that with, someone said they were in a relationship, they bought tickets to the show six months ago They'd, but they'd broke, since broken up, but they both wanted to go. So they said, we're here together now. Um, that's how much I like you, but I'm with, and called her ex-partner, who she was at the show with, quite a horrible name. And he said, so where are you, DJ? And, he, and there was absolute silence in the theatre. No one would admit to sending it. And he says, he knows you've sent it in because he knows you're split up and he knows you're sitting next to each other. Reveal yourself dead silence, which was just about as funny.
It was just about as fun. And people were sending in their jokes as well, which was a good time. Anyway, we'll take new sport and weather. We'll come back after that.